0: Hello and welcome to yet another exciting episode of Is This Anime. I'm your anime expert Jack Metcalf.
1: And I'm the guy who doesn't know anything about anime, Malcolm McLeod.
0: And joining us today is uh, actor Mark Blanclifer. Hey, what's up guys? Mark, what's
2: your uh, Bebop experience? Ooh, my Bebop experience. I was there, I guess, when it first came out. So Bebop for me was probably one of the first anime theories that uh, I really started watching. And at the time uh, being a broke teenager who is probably just getting out of high school or probably in senior year. The only way you could get it is by, uh, giving your computer aids through, uh, LimeWire. <laughs> so, um, I was like in full control of the family computer. And, um, at nights I would just leave the torrents on, or not the torrents, sorry, LimeWire uh and hope to god that i didn't give it uh a super bad virus the
0: the the amount of money i as like a 12 year old um made my parents uh spend money on due to our computers getting virus from limeware is uh <laughs> unconscionable like uh, like absurd and we would just have the computer guy come in like on a monthly basis because uh yeah li- limewire was interesting limewire for one thing um, there were a lot of LimeWire torrents or files or whatever that would be labeled, and you know you would try to like download, say, an episode of Dragon Ball Z, and it would be hentai, and uh, that's how that's how I discovered hentai as a as a child. Oh, oh my god!
2: Yeah. yeah, that's when you quickly discovered the difference, like knowing what file names were, because like an, a .mp4 or a .mp3 probably was going to be safe, but a .mp3.exe, you're like, mm, probably not.
0: There, there were plenty of. Listen, man, the the amount of things I don't even know how this stuff like there, there, there is some classic '90s hentai that's just permanently fried in my brain because of it. Just it was just there. It was just there, and you're 12 years old.
2: And yeah, um, L.A. Yeah, Blue yeah. Girl.
1: I've learned so much about your 12 year old self uh, in the last like three days, Jack. <laughs> listen, you have to tell us. we we have to say it. you have to tell the story. Of-
0: I guess I have to tell the story. Um. And my friend Dante, who who was so excited to listen to this podcast, and uh, so far has yet to listen to a single episode. So fuck you, mm. Dante. I'm gonna slander you now.
2: Yeah, oh, Dante. Okay. Eat dicks, Dante. Yeah. I'm
0: gonna slander you because the story here's the story of me selling pornography at 12 years old uh, to Dante. Uh, it was also 12 years old. We were, you know, in grade seven together,
1: and I would it like.
2: Doesn't, it doesn't count when when you're both the same age. Yeah,
0: it's, yeah, it's it doesn't
1: count. This is a childhood story. This is a childhood. This classic this childhood. Is story. The- this is a Stand By Me esque story.
0: Yeah, so Dante, you know, hor- horny twelve-year-olds. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were we were all doing the horny twelve-year-olds. I hate that so.
1: phrase. Horny 12 year old is the worst phrase oh,
2: in the oh, world. Yeah, number
0: one for today, worst phrase of the day. So yeah, Dante, uh, Dante really wanted to see some uh, vaginas. So I printed what? off three f- black and white photos of you know var- various women uh, with you know their vaginas prominently displayed and yes. sold it. Printed printed the photos off and sold it printed to Dante paper. for twenty dollars. Were they yeah, were black they, and, were they black and was, white? It was black and white. He didn't even get color. Very nice. yeah. Okay. And well, that's
2: who, who could afford a color printer back in the day.
0: Yeah. And that's what like that's what like 2002, 2003 uh, mm-hmm. printer quality. So mm-hmm. this ain't the this ain't the high quality stuff.
2: No, this, this isn't is, 1200 yeah. DPI printing. Yeah, you're not I mean, there's I, no h there's no
1: brand name printers at that point. <laughs> yeah.
2: So mid 90s, no. So whenever I was 16, uh, I went to All Boys High School uh some of you may know it's called vancouver college uh probably shouldn't i don't know anyway um all right so we had we had school IDs. you know we have every year you get your school ID and everything like that uh mine had mine said vancouver college on it and then on the bottom right it had like grade whatever and then i just had a uh at the time the um you know the sticker pictures you used to take with friends and all that shit i had whatever i had one in the bottom right blocking the age of whatever so i'm at comic-con in san diego and i'm going around to these different booths and i'm like ooh, what are these and they are clearly adult oriented uh comic books and uh videos <laughs> and dvds and everything like that and i'm going through there and blah 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 and this is like sunday so it's us this is uh, like the last day of the con it's like 3 PM. These guys don't wanna these, these guys don't wanna have to pack up anything that I'm looking through, anything like that. So I'm going through there, blah blah blah. And then I see some like uh secret plot, secret plot deep, um, some classics, uh, LA Blue Girl, things like that. <laughs> um Cherry Poppins, I think was one of them, which was a a I believe it was a spoof of uh the what is it the archie gang the riverdale uh gang oh my um, god <laughs> it was it was great um and i'm looking through it and blah 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 and um they're like how old are you i'm like i'm 18 and they're like do you have any id and i'm like uh, the only one i got is uh my college id does that work and they're like let's see and i show them and it says vancouver college it shows me my name and i'm wearing a student like i'm wearing a shirt and tie and at this point they're like there's no way this motherfucker is 18 but (laughs) i also want to just make the sale and 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 get rid of this shit so like they're like all right man go to town and i end up spending like a hundred dollars on like various uh various comics of of uh of the 18. 18. Okay, yeah. right.
1: yeah. Eighteen plus Archie like comics that probably were in the inspiration for the modern Riverdale. Not yeah. like that's probably what it was like. Ah, cherry popping. All right, Uh that okay. I guess uh, we can talk about the highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> well, where we get these adults to play teens that fuck.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another show I was also on. Oh, nice, All nice, right. nice. Yeah. One episode, and that was it. So
0: moving on. Although I do want to say yeah. hashtag uh, remake La Blue Girl. Um, bring that back. <laughs> we 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 need to we need to bring back the classics. Yeah, live action. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. What
2: is what is that's, gonna be Malcolm... on, the next ep- that's on the next episode of uh, Is this anime?
0: Malcolm, look up La, La Blue Girl. It is it is a classic. La Blue Girl It's a it's a classic uh... anime. series. There is a live action live at there- what. Bible Black, that's a classic, too.
2: And uh, Night Shift Nurses? Naughty Night Shift Oh, my God.
0: Uh, That was clearly Bible Black is... Bible Black, we almost should cover, because that is the most fucked up thing you'll ever watch. (laughs) Even just by,
2: like... Definitely, that was one of the ones that I ended up coming across on on LimeWire, given my computer... This reminds... Yeah. Cowboy Bebop.
0: Yeah,
1: this reminds me of, like... I remember my dad would take my brother and I to these this this good story is going to be so i feel so fucked up now that i'm thinking about <laughs> it <laughs> my my dad would take my brother and i to these like enrichment and bc um to these like i would the best way to describe them was like they, they were like underground arcade yep. like uh, places mm-hmm. and my dad would go and then we would just go and like he would just give us like i don't know like lit honestly
2: like 100 bucks each not even oh. 20 bucks like 100 hey! bucks and oh, then you guys were balling, man. Okay, we were ballin', yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's, let's say we
1: were balling, but I wanted want to preface this. He goes missing for, I don't know, yep. two yep. to three hours. <laughs> like, yep. just like he's gone for just an, you know, an enormous amount of time. I believe it was hush money because he did not want me to talk yep. about this with my mom or my stepmom or, or anything like that. And I just remember, like, now I'm looking up at the La Blue Girl, like, imagery of just like some of these games were like pornographic like excessively pornographic like they're just like, and i want to say this i was like maybe 10 years old like this was like i was weird, yeah. and my brother was even younger like we were way too young
2: to be here if i think i can remember correctly the right game was like it was a puzzle game <laughs> where you have to like outline the entire like highlight the picture without getting destroyed by like this like yes. thing, paul that that would go around the screen or whatever
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, yeah, even my dad would distract. And then he would, like, reemerge from, like, a back room <laughs> a couple hours later. And uh, uh, and it would just be like, all right, it's time to go. And we'd still have, like, you know, like, we probably only spend 20 bucks of it. And then the rest of it was just like, oh, you know, just, like, just don't tell anyone we were a lot here. lot of and, money. Yeah. And I want to say the preface, this is one. My dad is dead, so there's no repercussions for me to say <laughs> this on a podcast. <laughs>
2: Interesting interesting backstory do you actually uh the i heard stories about the back room of that place being notoriously um <laughs> underground um death fighting like ufc
1: Probably, maybe they're like i mean i
2: no I i'm th- just joking i did no i, I, I just you know. I, yeah, I'm,
1: playing <laughs> I'm playing along i'm an improviser so i'm just like yeah no I, then they like you know they're there, you know there was you caught, saw a chicken get beheaded by you know,
2: yeah this is this is definitely it's russian roulette in the back room yeah
1: yeah something weird was going on probably i it was yeah
2: that's that's the most
0: i should say that uh the most uh notorious hentai addict was uh osama bin laden they discovered a lot of hentai on his uh computer oh, in bad dude <laughs> osama bin laden
1: Sasha, or Sasha, jack remember Never forget <laughs> about
0: Osama Bin Laden's
1: obsession That's with
0: true. hentai. Never forget. I mean, he was in a Badabad. He was just in a compound. You know, all he could do was just kind of watch the classics. Um, <laughs> he loved Naruto, too, apparently. You know, he, he was uh, big into anime.
1: Well, he wow. was, like, bra- like he would like didn't just spend his entire life in, um like, he didn't spend his entire life in Afghanistan. So, like, he was, like, a global person. So, of course, he would, yeah. like, watch he all the He
2: studied in stuff. America, didn't he?
1: Yeah. 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 He, he was studying, like, either, right? yeah, American and and uh, as well as in like Britain.
0: If there's one thing you need to know about 9/11, it's that it was uh, carried out by a weed.
2: <laughs> uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. Oh,
0: oh man. Uh. Anyways, uh, moving on. Moving on. Um, let's talk uh, Cowboy Bebop. Let's get let's get mm-hmm. right into it. So we're discussing episodes 11 to 15, and uh, if you listen to our previous episode, um, as Malcolm and I stated. That batch, in my opinion, um, episode six to 10, it, it, does have jamming with Edward, which is an awesome episode, but we kind of felt, um, it's probably one of the weaker batches. Uh, I do not feel this way about this batch. This batch, uh, just to, to go over it in general is, it's all bangers here. It's, it's fucking bangers. I don't know about you guys. If you want to just give some, uh, intro thoughts when I'm, when, you know, when I think of my favorite bebop episodes, um, you know, it's tough to beat what is basically a parody of Alien. Uh, toys in the attic, it's fucking awesome. What What do you think, Malcolm? Because I know Malcolm. Um, we've watched other um, Shinichiro Watanabe episode uh, series. You know, we watched Space Dandy. One of the episodes I picked for that was uh, the the zombie movie parody yeah, one. That's,
1: that's what I was thinking about when I was watching the toys in the attic. Was I was like, oh, that zombie episode from Space Dandy. You know, kind of is sort of a spiritual sequel. Like both in like terms of like the comedic punchline at the end, um, as well as you know sort of this homage to horror, um, but it's also like you know, I don't know, just like obviously, uh, what Wantanabe has like a real love for horror because like this plays so well, like I I loved it, like this was probably my favorite episode uh, of the batch, um, and then this this like whole series like all five episodes. We're really we're bangers, as they say. Like as Gen Z says, they are real bangers. Um, And so, yeah, this one I was just like, I don't know. Um, We we've done stuff with uh, slime before, and uh, and it was uh, garbage. (laughs) That other show uh, that which was a show called that time I got reincarnated as a slime. If you want to hear my thoughts on that, please uh, (laughs) listen to that episode. Uh, I actually like
2: that series. Oh man, you well uh, the the manga (laughs) the manga.
0: So oh, Mal- Malcolm doesn't Malcolm doesn't play enough RPGs, so I don't mm. think he understood it. So he, you know, you know, I've flipped- I put I understood it. An- I understood enough to know
1: that.
2: Then <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you.
1: Well, yeah, that was not for me. I don't even know who it's for, to be completely honest. But anyway, gamers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's for gamers, man. The game, yeah, gamers love slime. Yeah, radical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, do a do a kickflip. Um, so like, uh, gamers you know, rise
0: up. <laughs> Yeah, gamers rise up yeah please stand
1: get out get out you know listen take a swig of mountain dew and get up from your chairs it's time to fight um so no um but anyways yeah so obviously i was a big fan of this but i don't know i love slime as a horror device i think that it's one of those underutilized things like Mm -hmm. you sometimes see in horror but it's like isn't really done very much i think a lot of it's got to do with cgi um but it's like i don't know like i always have like a i have a real affinity for the like that movie uh like the the 80s movie i know it was like a remake of a 50s one um and stuff like that where there's like this terrifying thing and it like plays along with that and like obviously there's like um elements of like alien event mm-hmm. horizon like in this episode and so, yeah, it was just fun.
0: I don't know. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. No, and even just the, the opening of it with um, Jet and Faye playing this, like, gambling game and Jet losing uh, all his clothes. Yeah. Like, that's just, like, a fun-ass character moment. Um, you know, it, it's always fun when we see the Bebop crew just being friends and just being part of a crew. And, yeah, they're they're gambling. <laughs> and, then, and then it ends with Jet taking off his underwear, which is just, like, a very funny gig. Yeah, and it's
1: so funny. <laughs> yeah, because it's, like it's like at the same time as like spike is trying to do like uh cook his kebabs and he's just like oh i don't know if this is very good and it's like a deal's a deal and then he just like Jets takes off the pants to so just well, like a completely sp- unfazed fade
0: <laughs> and spike is being ridiculous too because he's cooking the shish
2: kebabs with like a welder uh, it's, no, a flamet- it's, it wasn't a welder it was a flamethrower
0: oh uh, uh, yeah it's like a flamethrower or something um yeah, so it's just like, these characters in this particular intro are being so fucking wacky, and it's awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah it's it, probably the first time we see everyone that's, not, like, is this not the first sort of, sort of departure episode, where it's not story-driven through a plot or anything? It's just like a one-off type thing?
0: I mean, there's plenty of one-off episodes, but this one, it, it, I feel like the Bebop crew at this point feels like they're just hanging out. I think that's... No, but it's yeah, but it's, this little, with the
2: full crew, right? Like, because before yeah, it was oh, the, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, ahead. that's true. No, that's it, true. Yeah, uh,
1: Edward's in this as well, and Edward mm-hmm, hasn't yeah. really been involved up until this point in the show. So, yeah, no, it, it totally is like the whole. This is like the whole crew now that they're like yeah. all together. Even like Ein uh, has like you know some work to do in
0: this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, poor, there's, poor, poor Ein.
1: I, oh, I found it was that moment when well when Ayn gets attacked and then Spike finds him and it's just, like, he just slaps Ayn, like, the back of the hand is, like, what, you know, what about your animal instincts? Like, just, (laughs) like, like, dumb dog. Like, it's not, like, anything mean. Like, it's not, like, a real hard slap. It's just one of those pats where you're just, like, dumb dog.
2: Yeah, so this was definitely, um, this was definitely one of my, of the five that we, that we did in this bunch, definitely my favorite of the, uh, of the group because, um, again like you said it had it has those um the homage to uh aliens as well uh, but it also reminded me of another episode of uh red dwarf uh okay. if you guys watch watch the old uh british uh comedy not about- familiar yeah, so Red I'm Dwarf. Red Dwarf. Yeah, so Red Dwarf is a really dope um for me anyway. Uh, around that time of like Mr. Bean and everything like that, it's about this guy Lister. He gets locked away or um basically in cryostasis. Uh the entire crew dies. Uh and he's the only one left in like a mining ship. And basically a similar situation happens with with him and his ragtag crew that he gets. Um and it's a, it's it's basically the same plot. Something is going around uh the the ship uh sort of jacking people up and they're trying to figure out who it is um and it turns out to be something um, similar uh, to this one where it's uh, a <laughs> a mutant uh thing that they sort of forgot about so.
1: I'm sorry I'm just looking up red dwarf I guess it's a show that's still going on today like it's like not, just, not, not they, as frequently but they right. they did a movie that that mm-hmm. premiered last year and their last season of episodes was in 2017
2: and they're all short like four or five episode seasons so yeah um w- such as the um the british tend to do with their um uh, with their sitcoms yeah. i guess yeah. this is
1: also like this show's coming out in that like heyday of like uh sort of space i, I don't know how to say it like the spaceship uh shows where you had all the, like the syndicated star trek shows you had like babylon 5 you had red dwarf mm-hmm. you had all these shows stargate you had all these stargate. shows coming out um andromeda yeah, Drum and uh Cleopatra 2099. Oh, that's so now so yeah, uh, that's now that's a classic. That's a absolute like man, that the theme song for that is a banger. As the kids say, that's another banger.
2: Was at, <laughs> so at the end of the episode, did you think that there was a little bit of like is it what is it like a, a space odyssey homage with the um with the use of the not the the nutcracker walt, waltz of the flowers and the the spinning rotation of the uh. The fridge, as it were.
3: Okay, that's
0: what it was referencing.
2: What, was it though? I, I wasn't too sure because yeah. I don't. I, I know the spinning, the spinning camera is very uh, Stanley Kubrick in the Space Odyssey one, but I don't know if it was also coupled with the uh, the Nutcracker. It, uh,
0: according to the Cowboy Bebop wiki, uh, it is. So I'll take right. their word for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
1: it's nice. a two. It's a two thousand one Space Odyssey. Um, it's definitely a tribute to that.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, th- I thought that was great too um i also
0: love the lessons uh we get a lesson from every member of the bebop crew yeah. except for ayn yeah. because uh ayn is a dog <laughs> um, what, what, was the,
2: le- <laughs> what was spike's lesson
0: uh spike's lesson is uh well let, let's wait till we discuss the end of the episode because you know sure. uh, but i'll give you i'll give you the first one which is jets uh humans were meant to work and sweat to earn a living those that try to get rich quick or live at the expense of others all get divine retribution somewhere along the line That's the lesson.
2: Unfortunately Sorry, that's, we
0: quickly Jet, yeah. Jet. Oh gotcha. Yeah. And then he yeah, yeah. also says, Unfortunately, we quickly forget the lessons we've learned, and then we have to learn them all over again. Uh Faye's lesson is survival the fittest is the laws of nature. We deceive or we are deceived, thus we flourish or perish. Nothing good ever happened to me when I trusted others. Which uh mm. definitely foreshadows uh <laughs> a couple episodes yeah. later. Yeah. That is the lesson. Uh and then Edwards Ed, I love Ed so much. I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. rewatching the show. I realize every line that Edward has is amazing. Because uh, Ed, Edward's lesson is lesson lesson. If you see a stranger, follow him. <laughs> Which uh, <laughs> when you're doing a horror movie parody, that's so fucking funny.
1: <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, it's like yeah. okay. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, I, because you are like Lush. such like very like heavy lessons. Um, like they're just like oh yeah like like obviously Jets is like the most introspective and then like Phase lesson is very like much her character like it's just like oh what's the thesis of Faye's character it's like oh it says lesson and then yeah Edwards is that and then obviously um, Spikes has the the stupidest one of them all
0: <laughs> Spikes has the stupidest but the most accurate given the circumstances Um, so Jet is the first one to get taken down by the blob monster um, he's like investigating this uh, their storage area, um, and he sees a fridge, uh, which is you know a bit of foreshadowing. And uh yeah, he gets bit. Uh he has this like big purple mark. Uh Faye, because she's the girl, you know, typical horror movie trope. She's uh she's in the bathtub and uh gets bitten on the foot when she's not looking. And uh poor poor Ayn. Poor Ayn, man. Mm. Uh, I- that's when you know they're not messing around, when Ayn uh, gets got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also love, uh, again, Spike with the flamethrower in this episode is just
3: so damn badass. Yeah. And, I love uh, that he double I tap. Lo- yes. And his, uh, he has this like exasperated
0: reaction uh, when he's like closing the door, and he just tries to light his cigarette with the flamethrower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much a mood. Um, but even, even Spike gets got because, uh, Spike, he realizes, uh, lesson four, which is, and what was the real lesson? Don't leave things in the fridge. Because it turns out it, he left a ganymede rock lobster in the fridge a year ago and, uh, didn't check it. And, uh, when we see what's in the fridge, it's just this disgusting, horrifying, uh, mess.
2: Almost Geiger esque.
0: Yeah. I, so was like the blob. Like, of uh, the lobster, or was it mutated from the lobster? Yeah, definitely. Uh, you
2: see, uh, Spike, in the earlier episode, or earlier in the episode, was, like, his theory was it was a rat that mutated and got blah, 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 and then Faye was giving him shit for, like, I, yeah, I'm sure it's that. Gotcha.
1: I also kind of uh, like, or not like, but it was just, like, interesting when Faye, after she got bit, she just, like, has that meltdown of, like, I'm so young, like, I don't want to die.
0: Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Um, There's a a lot of Faye foreshadowing that we can finally talk about soon.
1: But I also appreciate this idea that, like, for a crew that has, like, no money, is always out of food, that they would just, like, have this fridge in this obscure room that we would never see until now, that Mm -hmm. is, like, harvesting this, like, lobster monstrosity like it's just like oh like they're just like oh we forgot about this fridge like it's just like in the most the weirdest fridge in the whole ship. <laughs> it always like, kind of uh, reminds me of like a Simpsons episode where they like all of a sudden have like a different room where you're just <laughs> like oh wait like that room has never appeared uh, before or since
2: <laughs> like
1: yeah it's like uh, in Hell- a Haunting of Hill House where the where, where you find out like the red room that's spoilers for
0: *Haunting of Hill House*. Um. We'll move on. Um, so yeah, uh, Spike he 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 t- he throws the fridge out the airlock, which I, I guess is another alien reference. Because um, oh, okay. isn't that how the alien first gets taken down? Um, but he still gets got, uh, and the only one to survive this is uh, Ed, who just eats it, and s- <laughs> she says pudding and just eats it. Yeah. Turns out that's that's the way to beat it. You just got to eat it. But I but I did like the
1: final, like, where he's ejecting the fridge uh, from the ship and just like, just, like, it, like, going down and then, like, hitting the one part and then bouncing back up and he has to, like, push it down. Um, and then he sees it out. Just But that's when he gets ba- a bit, obviously. I don't know. There's, like, something really interesting visually about, like, that whole sequence. Because, again, it, go, it plays into this thing that we discussed in the last episode uh, where it's just, like, oh, like... There is this lack of respect for the fact that there's no like oxygen in space. Yeah, like Spike <laughs> is continuously exposed to the elements of space and
0: is basically unfazed by it. <laughs> maybe humans evolved differently in the last uh, 50 years. This That's is 2070.
3: So
0: this is 2070. So maybe we got a chance. Maybe when we all go to space, uh, Elon Musk cool. gives us the space breathing uh, pills or something. Yeah, space skills. Space girls. Um, also, if you if you listen to the preview of this, uh, of the following episode, Ed takes over it. And uh, she says that everyone died and she is now the star of the show called Cowgirl Edward. So t- t- typical, Ed thi- typical Ed thing to, you know, break the fourth wall and be silly like that. She is one of the best. And moving on is our first two parter episode, uh, Jupiter Jazz uh, one and two. And you know Mal- Malcolm. On the last episode, you talked about the lack of vicious. Uh, we get vicious. Vicious is back. He's back. I'm <laughs> starting
1: to understand who he is uh, because you kept teasing him. He was just like, he's going to yeah. be important. He's going to be important. And then I was like, Yeah. he keeps showing up and doing absolutely nothing. But <laughs> it, I guess it was all foreshadowing in the end.
0: <laughs> yeah, as it is. And we also see uh, the native Native American guy, Laughing Bull, and his son. They come back. Um, he was briefly in the first episode, and now he's kind of got a little bit of a role. You know, saying saying his usual uh, ambiguous uh, Native American wisdom. Wait,
1: Native American wisdom. What? Oh, I, I, call, I, call, I call I call Definitely. him Native
0: American, even though I don't think he's from Earth. But we, you know, he's clearly inspired by indigenous <laughs> cultures. What if he's just like not even like indigenous? What if he is Ooh, just like this like oh. white?
1: I don't well, know. Like, I mean, it's I... like those Italian- there's had like a t Italian actor for years. I think he was the guy who played the uh aboriginal guy in those like ads where it's like the aboriginal caricature is like crying cuz of, of like yeah. you know of, of capitalism or whatever where it's oh, like
2: right. I, and yeah. then it turns
1: out it was just like this Italian guy.
2: <laughs> They're like he wasn't was not just...
1: even aboriginal? Like he was just like a, literally yeah, from just... Italy. A...
0: He's just an old guy who's just really into Native American uh, iconography. He wasn't even born on Earth. Um, I don't know, but none of what I'm saying is I assume
1: he, this character, (laughs) I'm going to take the leap. Uh, I'm going to (laughs) assume that he is uh, of Aboriginal descent. Maybe he's not from Earth anymore. But he clearly can trace his heritage back to those
0: people. I guess. I guess it's 2070, so he could still be born. You know, he looks to be like oh, 80, yeah. so he could have been born. Yeah, he could be our age, like he 1990. So yeah, wow. nah, never mind. 19, he could. Yeah, so that's what that's what someone from 1990 would look like in a year 2020 or 2070. 20, 20, 20, so 20, 20, wow, he really threw nope. every, all of us under the bus. Uh. 20. Yeah. Hey, well. shit! Laughing Bull is my age. That's crazy. Uh... Good for laugh, yeah. But anyways, uh, everything I about. just said isn't everything I just said is barely canon. But he says uh, there's a, there's a star that falls from the sky, and he explains that it is the tear of a warrior who has finished his battle on this planet and could not find his way to the great spirit. And uh, he's not talking about Spike. I think. I think he's talking about someone else. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. Um. So yeah, we got seen with vicious and the syndicate. Um. What do you guys think of this? I mean, I, I think Vicious is cool, but honestly, I kind of nodded off. I, I don't know. The, the Syndicate stuff, it it, it kind of flies over my head at some points when I watch it. I don't know about you guys.
2: Yeah, it feels like they're just some ominous group or bad guy that, that's sort of lingering in the background that we sort of really kind of don't care about that much. At least in yeah. my, for me. like no. Nah um i don't care about the syndicate the only thing i care about is is just give me more vicious because i just want to see spike fight this guy mm -hmm. i want to know i want to know what's the beef between him and julia and and everything like that and it looks like we're getting like part two of the fight because earlier on earlier on in the series they had uh an an encounter when um i guess that that one guy died and he came back and uh vicious like kicks him or shoots him out of a building.
0: Yeah, that guy. Yeah, and uh, vicious. There, uh, the syndicate gives him um, this guy, uh, Lin. Lynn, who is way too uh, kind to vicious, uh, way way too loyal, considering who vicious is. Mm-hmm. Lynn's judgment uh, and loyalty is a, uh, you know, I it, poor Lynn, mm-hmm. poor Lynn.
1: Uh, he he kind of gets what he deserves for trying to. Uh... I mean, when he partners with Vicious, um,
2: yeah, that's true. You you have to know. It, it seems like that's a an ongoing theme with um, partnering up or just even being associated with with Vicious.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you too. Where at least this like whole subplot with like uh, Vicious and the Red Dragon Syndicate. Yeah, I feel like it would. I'd care more if there was like more setup to it. But like, it's like since the last time we saw them. It's been like six episodes, right? Like, we just like. Mm. I wish there was kind of like a standalone episode earlier where we yeah. sort of got to like just meet like vicious truly. Like, was, and then like not maybe have it as an episode that like followed the. Um, actually, honestly, probably followed Toys in the Attic where it would just have been like, okay, this is just a vicious centric episode. No spike, no mm. jet, Bl- you know, no fay, like just. Vicious and what he does and, like, all the fucked up shit he does so that, like, when we go back and, like, Vicious and Spike start interacting, it's like, oh, we actually understand, mm-hmm. you know, why there's stakes here. But in, at this point, because he's been in the periphery, I don't know, maybe it just doesn't yeah. work the way... Maybe And maybe it's also because we're, uh, we're now conditioned with the way we watch television in 2021 that... You know we're used to these serialized shows where everything like is kind of intertwined from the get go. Where this is like the '90s, where like you know the Sopranos has just started. Mm-hmm. You know the the most serialized show on television was like you know it's the Gary, you know the um, was Larry it Sanders? the Larry Sanders show or maybe Oz? Gary like it, like it was early early days. You know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, yeah Larry sure. Sanders. Like, show. I, 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 I definitely wish for sure that there was an episode where I need to see what's so vicious about one well, of part of my work.
1: <laughs> what's so vicious about, vicious about vicious?
2: Yeah, what's so vicious? Like, why is he such an ultimate badass beside the fact, beside all those things that you're alluding to with his history with Spike? And he's like the only person that can really rile, rile up Spike. So at least through that, we're like, oh, this guy's someone that we need to fear because Spike is really pissed. Um, but I need Mm -hmm. to know what, what the syndicate does. I need to, I need to see them like slanging rocks on the corner. I need to see them shooting up churches. I need to, I need to see them like, I don't know, like just taking over a city like, um, like, like drug cartel style. Like I know, okay, shit. That is a force to be reckoned with. And the leader of that force is vicious. And we never really get anything like that.
0: No, and it's kind of funny. Um, it's interesting again, just discussing the show and breaking it down in a way um, that you know you just normally don't really get to do. So yeah, I, I do agree with you there. We could have—I I don't think any fans would have would have been mad if there was a vicious centric episode for sure.
2: And and there's not to like jump ahead, but if I recall correctly, there's nothing really down the line or like an OVA or anything like that that really does that right.
0: No, I mean, and, and, you know, not to get too spoilery, Malcolm, but the next two vicious appearances we get, to my knowledge, are uh, the the finale, the two-part finale. So, mm. you know. Oh, we, he so get,
1: jumps after these two episodes. He just sort of disappears again.
0: He disappears again, and, you know, I won't spoil that confrontation and stuff. Um, but anyways, let's talk about another imp- important person, um, Faye. So Faye is, you know, doing her usual Faye thing. She's stolen a bunch of money from the Bebop crew and fucked off. Onto a planet, T- typical Faye, Um And then, meanwhile, Edwards—you know, she's she's on the interwebs, and she gets a signal for a code named Julia, and uh, that makes Spike flip the hell out because of uh, his lost love, Julia.
2: Did you say Martha? That's Julia is definitely too.
0: Julia is definitely Spike's Martha. If he just hears <laughs> the name, which is a very mm-hmm. common white person name, he's yep. like, he's like, I I need to do it. I need to do it. <laughs> This this is a future where Facebook and social media don't exist. So uh, Spike is shit out of luck. He can't just be like, okay, which which Julia is she? Where is she? What's she doing? You know, does she have a last name? You know, there's 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 some ways you can figure it out, Spike. Uh, but he doesn't have those options. Uh so this is a planet called Callisto. Faye, she gets drunk, and there's a, you know, another jazz bar. This is this is a, is this one of the sec. How many jazz bars have we seen on this show? We're t- we're 12 gonna episodes in. Two.
2: I'm going to say at least, <laughs> at least
0: two. At least two. There's pro. I'd say, I would say three just to be safe, but at least two. Uh, Spike's doing his search. Um, he finds a person who isn't named, uh, Julia, but, uh, Julius. <laughs> oh, Julius. Um, because this is a planet which is mostly men. There, there's a few women, but very, it's, it, it's a brodeo. It's a brodeo on the planet Callisto. Oh god! <laughs> um, yeah,
1: I guess that yeah, it's not. It's the best way to describe this. I mean, it's a planet of only planet of only men by choice. It seems like it's like it seems like it's I by like choice.
2: It's, it's like a mining colony. It feels like
1: right. Yeah, it's it's like an oil rig.
2: When it, within the first three like thirty seconds of just looking at the landscape of of Callista and everything like that, did you automatically jump? you like, hey, this is this is space, Russia. Did you did you think that?
0: yeah it's got vibes of that for sure
2: and then the same thing uh as soon as you see julius it is confirmed and i'm like oh okay (laughs) it's clearly it is clearly russia because on the sign above them it's all in like russian script
3: oh
0: nice uh i didn't pick up on that one um i did pick up on again julius uh you know this is 1998 so obviously the portrayals of uh trans people aren't aren't the best it's definitely you know played for laughs but um I'm sure there, there's there's been worse treatment of it. <laughs> this show That's is true. still very this show is still very woke, especially by 1998 standards. Um, well, I mean, especially with later on in it, especially yeah. with later on. So we get this yeah, uh, that, person that
1: would, that, so, that shocked me. That was definitely surprised me. But yeah, like this one, like yeah, there's definitely an element where you're going like, uh oh like how offensive is this going to get with Julius? But at least like. Yeah. At least it's like you know Julius isn't like the butt of a joke. No, like it's just like they're sort of like treat Julius as like a character, like you know, just got this hard life, you know, working the streets of this of this of this planet, I guess, like this planet. Yeah, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you know, it's just like gives the tip, and then there's like you know, <laughs> they, I'm gonna just say they, and they are like in their other like you know, their posse of escorts escorts
0: prostitutes prostitutes. i mean i think it's fair to say they're prostitutes i mean women of the night
1: yeah the uh women of the night uh yeah just like you know goes off to do what they do but um yeah i mean like like you said it's you know maybe like in today's standards you would be like oh that's uh cringe bro but like for 1998 that's way above everything else yeah
2: very progressive
0: yeah and so again when we're talking about progressive portrayals um Faye gets involved with this uh, person named Gren, and Gren is the bounty of these episodes. Uh, This is where uh, Big Shot has put a bounty on Gren, who is also like a... uh, Gren's a sax player, that's that's what Gren is. Yeah, and Gren also has a backstory with Vicious. Uh, They fought in the war on
2: Titan. Yeah, they're old uh, comrades, as it were.
0: This is the stuff where it like actually fleshes out vicious, and I kind of see the the appeal of him as opposed to him just being a weird dude with a crow.
2: You're not even a real crow, like a space crow. Space crow. Everything's
0: everything's a space animal. Is, is like <laughs> I ain't even a real dog? I'm like a space, a space dog. Dog.
1: Yeah. Well, the one what? thing with like this show that like I say so don't do like a ton of alien characters. Like it is mostly humans. <laughs> Running around. No, I mean,
0: yeah, aliens don't exist in uh, this world. It's it's only humans, and I guess it's twenty seventy, so it's still pretty early.
2: Yeah, early in their, I guess you could say, space travels because they're still within, you want to say within, the Milky Way galaxy, I guess. Because yeah, they're still referring to Jupiter. A lot of these are are actual moons of of Jupiter. I think. Yeah, Mars yeah. is a big like, location. V- Venus, I mean, right? There's one episode where they're at Venus, right? So.
1: Yeah, there's a Venus sickness. There's, like, obviously the Titan War. Uh, they literally go back to Earth in one episode, and, like, Earth's, like, this shithole that everyone's kind of abandoned. But Yeah, so that's if, very
2: much in line with what we're going through right now. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, exactly. I mean, the timeline is adding up. We're, like, if Elon Musk can get us out of off this rock, uh, the third rock from the sun, as they say, um, you know, the, that, like, you know, we'll, maybe we'll live in this world. Maybe, Jack, you'll become the...
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, the uh, um, the, what is it?
0: The uh, laughing bull. Laughing bull. I, I've still got a chance to be a laughing bull. Um, so yeah, Faye she gets involved with Gren and uh, she makes a pretty big discovery uh, with Gren when she sees him in the shower, or or they, I suppose I should say, they. Um, so yeah, the, the big reveal with Gren is that, um, I guess the, what is the proper term it, because I wouldn't call Gren trans. I, I know on the live action show they would refer to them as non-binary. It's all good. No, so Gran is what you refer to as uh non-binary, but also like when Gran reveals how how they, you know, gran Grin, Grin, Grin's has got some cans. gran has got some boobs. And let's,
2: this is the only yeah. t- breast. Let's just say let's just say it. Just say it. <laughs> so when Faye comes in, uh That's... Faye sort of does some snooping around in that yeah. apartment that they're in, notices uh in an old picture that Vicious is there. And she gets suspicious of this guy. Uh, she hears the phone call from Vicious. I think Vicious says that, um, you know, we're, we're ready for this meeting, blah, blah, blah. And so she clues in and, uh, doesn't Gren say something like, uh, you better not, uh, uh, better not peep on me or something like that when I'm in the shower. You yeah. might not like, just like, you might not like what you see or something like that. I don't know. Um, and then well, she comes in
1: felt that was sort of like a like double uh, like yeah. meaning where because it's like it's it's about like poking into Grant's past but obviously it's that like cry, cry, crying game had uh, had come out not too long uh, before this episode and so yeah I guess it's like I don't know it's got plays on it uh, a lot more than you'd expect
2: mm-hmm. so Faye comes in busts in, super badass style got the gun and she gets shook because just like um jack instead, she whips out the whoops out, out the uh, uh, or whips open the the shower curtain and we see Gren with some boobies, giant knockers, some tatas.
0: Yeah, this this is also the only time in the series where you actually even like see a nipple. So that's true. Yeah, the the show is like you know the show puts Faye in a lot of revealing outfits, but they uh, they never go that far. Uh, but they go that far with Gren, although it's also you know for the sake of the reveal.
1: Yeah, I mean, but it's a, that's a it's a plot move, right? And then it's also it's a plot it's, move, it... Like, yeah, like this is not just like gratuitous nudity for the sake of gratuitous nudity. Like, it's like, oh, this is like because, like, also at one point uh, with that the shower shots, you think it might be faye for a little bit. Like, that's mm-hmm. at least like how they set it up, where it's like faye because it's like you hear this like voice message happening, and then later on it's revealed like, oh, faye's you know, is not in the shower and like is going to confront the person in the shower. And then at another point you think it's, I think it's Anna is the the name of the character spikes like been looking for Like there's like this connection with this character, Um, Uh, which one, Julia. Oh, Julia. Sorry, Julia. I mean, we don't meet Julia yet, but it's like, you know, he's like looking for Julia. So you go, at least for me, I had that moment where I was like, Oh, is this Julia in here? Like, is that like, is grand like hiding Julia? But then, like, obviously, yeah, you, the reveal of, like, this, you know, this discovery. And also, it explains one of the things where, like, Gren and Faye have this, like, interesting interaction before at, like, the jazz club uh, and all this stuff. Uh, but, like, Gren makes it very clear that, like, he has, I'm going to say here, they have no interest in, like, any sort of relationship with a woman or women. So mm-hmm. it's, it's like, okay. So there's, like, there's a lot of interesting stuff that, like, honestly, like that stuff, those dynamics hold up today. Um, I, and we're probably, it's incredi- like, it's incredible that like, the show was being produced in Japan in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Get-
3: yeah.
2: Do you think that Gren doesn't have any interest in Faye because he's not interested, or he's more self conscious about the way he looks, and or not necessarily the way he's self conscious about the way he looks, but his his situation, and he doesn't want to. He doesn't think that they'd be understanding, or... Uh, I,
0: You know what? I don't quite know. I'm thinking ahead to um, what the actor... Uh, the actor who plays Gren has been cast in the live-action Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. and uh, they are a non-binary person, um, okay. and they did say that uh, Gren in this version specifically is, like, non-binary. Uh, because, of course, you know, this was 1998 in Japan. They, they just didn't really have the words for that, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This portrayal is still, like... This portrayal by all standards is still very incredibly progressive and respectful and also it's it's you know, a
1: trailblazing it's, moment in anime and probably in like, is, pop culture even, anyway. not even like
0: not even anime like definitely you know um even like compared to American film or, or European film too I would argue. Yeah cuz yeah. like I said
1: I like made a reference to it's like there was the crying game that was sort of like mm-hmm. this big deal cuz of like there like a the twist ending of that I was like what and then like you know, you end up having like you know other films in the '90s, like you know Boys Don't Cry and stuff. That's you know that's kind of in that era, but um, but yeah, like I mean, for this just to sort of be, and especially in a genre show, you're like, oh, like this is you know a, a first. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's good.
0: No, and and Grant is a great character. So I but let's also talk about the Spike stuff because we've barely really talked about him. Uh Spike gets in, into a confrontation with Vicious, uh, but he gets shot uh by Lynn. So Oh Lynn. Lynn Lynn, you're 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 picking the wrong side, unfortunately, buddy.
2: So um I don't know if they they touched on it a little bit, right? In that Spike has a prior knowledge or prior relationship to Lynn. Because he says to Lin, like you're on the wrong side, or you're with this guy now, or something like that, right? Yeah, they're like they were part of the syndicate together, I guess. Are you part of the crew? I guess you could say. Yeah. Now, do you think what um, what Lin did was intentional, or something that was?
0: Um, oh, that you, mean, like, you wanted know, to, work... do to do? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, that could be because, of course, if vicious did it, you know, he probably would do right. a, do a killing blow. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, yeah, Spike does get spared from that.
2: But also he says, I mean, following up, uh, he says that they're taking him lightly, right? So is that because of Vicious or is that because of, that's Lynn's last, um, last like, hey, you know, you did me a solid when, uh, when we were earlier in there. This is my last thing I'm going to do for you.
0: Yeah, fair enough. That's a good point. And also you can tell, I mean... First of all, Lynn, you, you're you're such a peaceful person. You you really should not be in this game in general.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that could be it, right? Like that could be the whole purpose behind the gun that he's
0: using. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, let let's move on. So this is also the first episode where, I guess, because it's a two parter, it actually opens with like uh, previously on the last episode. Mm-hmm. I found that to be interesting. Uh, we get Gren's backstory. So yeah, him and Vicious were war buddies on Titan. Um. There was this music box playing the song Julia.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Goodnight Julia, was... by the
2: way, is the name of the song.
0: Okay, yeah. So, Gren, he asked, he asked him if he could play the song in his saxophone after the war. Vicious hands him the music box. And then he go gets up to go, but then he swings around with his knife and stabs a scorpion that was about to sting Gren. And then he
2: walks away. Super badass moment. You're like, oh, Vicious is kind of nice. Maybe he's not really vicious. <laughs>
1: Yeah, vicious maybe, maybe is like he isn't a big p- piece of shit, but <laughs> you know.
0: vicious is nice until like three years before the show starts because even like we see flashbacks with him and Spike and they, you know, mm-hmm. we even see vicious uh, smile.
2: Yeah, they're like back to back. This is my buddy. We're yeah, be- yeah. He clearly yeah. went on
1: a, a villain's arc at some point where he was like a good yeah. guy who was pushed to the edge and then that made him a bad guy.
0: Yeah, so unfortunately uh Gren, Gren uh got the short ends of the stick. He got sent to prison for espionage. Um vicious testified against him and then he got put on this experimental drug which uh caused uh his breast basically. Uh but yeah, Gren, Gren is uh unafraid. Um, basically what happened. We we've had these bits and pieces before, but this is like probably the most coherent look we've had at it. It features, you know, clips of uh Spike trying to leave the syndicate, uh, trying to get Julia to, to run away with him. You know, we get Spike on the operating table again,
2: and we get a look at the uh, the the rose on the the puddle. That is so- yeah, and
0: I I love the fact that it's the same shot from the ending too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's cool. So yeah, let let's get back into it. Um, so it turns out Spike was actually tranquilized by Lin. Um, good old Lin. Good old Lin. Good old Lin. The the
2: pacifist Lin. <laughs> um. You know they meet up. They they go with the drop, and Gren goes up to them and says, or says on the phone, like, "Oh, I'm gonna send up a woman." So there's another thing too, where he may he or they may identify as one of the other side. But, oh, okay. But yeah, I thought it was cool. This is the first real official dogfight, isn't it? In in the uh, in the show, if I recall. No, I
0: think we, we've we've had some other dog fights. We obviously had like. Um... Then we have like the dogfight in the very first episode I feel. I feel there's and there's been some other there might have been. I it's we've I've watched a lot of episodes.
1: I feel I, I is that like how ein is introduced is through a dogfight? No, I don't that's uh, yeah, well,
2: uh, it's always well it's always it's always a ship versus something else like a spaceship versus something okay. else. It's never a spaceship versus spaceship. Oh, that kind of dogfight. I was yeah, sure. yeah, I, I think you're, actually, I think you're right then. Because <laughs> and, and not only not only is it sorry, not a fight for uh not only is it like one on one, it's a one v one v one. So it's a tripled match to see who who is the better the the better person or yeah whoever. Um but that was yeah. really cool.
3: So it doesn't end well
0: for uh Gren. Gren ends up uh uh getting mortally wounded uh but gran basically tells uh spike that they want to be that they want to uh die die on titan and spike tells gran that basically there isn't really enough time for them to even get there but you know the jur- the journey will be enough for
2: gran's sake yeah and then we get the nice bow tie at the end of the episode
0: yeah with uh with laughing bull um it's not the it's not an ordinary star but the tear of a warrior who has finished his battle on this planet and could not find his way to the lofty realm where the great spirit awaits everyone. Tragic stuff, man. I don't know. I feel. I feel like not I skipped true. over a. Bun- I feel like I skipped over a bunch of this. Um, was there any stuff in between? There's there's so much plot stuff. that I almost find this ep- this second part really difficult to talk about.
1: I feel like you just got to see it. Like I feel like yeah. it's one of those episodes where like yeah we can talk about it, but I feel like it's something to probably be
0: more experienced. I think the stuff with Gren is really interesting. Obviously, you know, we, we've we talked Ooh. already extensively just as, you know, this trailblazing character. But yeah,
2: you know. Yeah, I mean, if, if I were to definitely recommend, and which I do, I, I definitely recommend uh, Cowboy Bebop to anyone. And they're like, oh, which episodes would you recommend? This two-parter is definitely one for sure that would have to be up there. Um,
0: before we move on, I actually do have one funny gig uh, that's kind of around the middle of this episode, mm-hmm. uh, which is Ed's only line in the sh- episode, I believe, where she's just like, where's my souvenir? Is it here yet? Is it here yet?
2: Thank you. I actually wrote that. I wrote that note down. I was like, that's an odd cut scene of Ed and Ayn. It's it's
0: funny as hell, because again, this, this, ep- th- this two-parter is obviously just too dark and plot heavy for uh, Ed to really play a part in. So they just have this random cut where Ed is just complaining. Yeah. You know? well,
1: I also like at the very end of the second part where uh Ed is painting uh Faye's like uh toenails, and then it's just like, why wasn't Ed involved? Also, I like that Ed always refers to uh themselves in the third
3: person. Third
2: person.
1: Yeah. Uh it's like, yeah, why was Ed not there? And it's just like, you know, someday we'll tell you, just like just like just not now. Like and also it's like I hate blue, just as
2: Ed's painting the blue. <laughs> <laughs> not blue and oh head anything but blue yeah, exactly
0: that's the
1: actual
2: uh ed, ed is so great
0: um once again listen if ed, ed is a permanent speedwagon, wagon i it's, it's almost mm-hmm. borderline cheating but um doing okay. this rewatch i love everything ed does <laughs> which is crazy because this is a type of character who could so easily be so fucking
3: annoying
2: yeah yeah and and to be fair it could still be that character in the live action, but in 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 the anime it's, world, it's Ed was my favorite well, character.
1: Well, it could be I think real that... interesting who they pick for Ed because I don't think Ed's
0: been cast yet, or they haven't announced they, it yet. They, they, they they've been ca- they've been cagey about the casting. They're like, "Oh, well, you'll get to it," but I uh, could no. see them just pushing them that to season two because they know how difficult that's going to be. Okay, <laughs> and they're yeah.
2: Cause, I feel like I feel like they're gonna do, do something real stupid and be like, it's gonna be a CGI character.
0: I don't know if CGI or maybe they'll just age Ed up more and be mm-hmm. make her more mature. I don't know. Again, Ed benefits a lot from being live action <laughs> or not live action it, animated. Yeah, from yeah. Yeah, from being a cartoon character.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's like a very like uh, thin line that it, you know that they're skating on with Ed. Like Ed could easily yeah, just be this really annoying kid character where you're just like, fuck, I hate him. It's like The Walking Dead, like in those early seasons where everyone's like, fuck Carl. Carl's a piece <laughs> of shit. And you're like, I, I feel bad because like, this is a child actor who's probably been pushed into this by their parents or by his parents. It's like, he's like nine years old. Like, it's pretty clear he, he's probably only there because his parents forced him to be. And so it's just like, but then again, they kept giving him more and more stuff. And then they're like, oh, this guy can't act. Um, luckily that hasn't been the case for Stranger Things That one they've got very lucky there That they all know how to act
0: Except, yeah. except the problem is with thanks to COVID When Stranger Things comes back for its uh, I guess season 4 they'll be fine But by the time it's the 5th season they're going to be Like 30 Those kids are <laughs> going to be old It's yeah. not going to be Stranger Things It's going to be like geriatric things <gasps> Oh my god <laughs> well, Yeah
3: uh,
0: nah,
1: they'll, they'll just all be the teen characters And they'll bring in like a new Batch of children.
0: Oh God,
2: no! Fuck. just no, I, I. think to, to be fair, like I think Stranger Things needs to end.
1: Yeah, I. I think they've said that the fifth season is going to be their last,
0: anyways.
2: Are they not at already at like four? What are they at? Se- season three.
1: four is
0: coming. No, okay, season yeah. season four is coming. Season five definitely has to be the end, just given the
2: kids' ages. Yeah. Um. But well, what? Anyways, one did we just finish? But
0: you don't want to
1: see Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> as a as a an adult
0: (laughs) anyways let's talk about bohemian rhapsody which uh obviously fantastic title it's such a of course they were going to do an episode called bohemian rhapsody for bebop of course yeah uh this is a fun one this is one about like this villain um the chess master and the chess master master. okay the chess master is fun uh so we we have this like fun little um these fun little quick cuts of uh Jet, Faye, and Spike uh knocking down fools. Uh they each get to have their badass moments and they collect these uh each of them collects like a chess piece. Uh and then meanwhile Ed and I are just waking up from a nap. <laughs> and and Ed is you know, Ed takes these chess pieces and Ed is uh playing this virtual chess game with the chess master. Uh once again Ed just being a fucking MVP in this episode because everything involving Ed and the chess master is so goddamn great.
1: Yeah. It's hilarious. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Like I was like The well, payoff
3: to it, it the, the payoff to it is so good. Yeah, it's perfect. So anyways, there's this whole um there's these people
0: who are losing their savings in these gate robberies, the Gate Corporation, they put out like a 12 million bounty. Um, so they try and figure out like how to find the masterminds <laughs>
3: uh
0: so the these twenty hijacks they were all done the same way. Everyone infiltrated the toll booth and attached a hacking unit that stole a passing ship's balance um, what's up What was up with like the um guy and the uh, the kind of blondish guy? He looks very similar to the character in our next episode, but what was his deal?
2: I think he was just a guy who who got generally swindled from from whatever the hex master did mm-hmm. and so he was just one of those random guys who one of those characters that you throw in that's uh that has no real like this is the first time you see him and it's just there to throw a monkey wrench into the plans
3: yeah he, he
1: yeah he, his name is jonathan and yeah according uh to my memories uh uh the, according to my memory. uh no he's uh yeah he's a yeah i guess he's a guy who was one of the victims of one of these like robberies uh, yeah
3: he,
1: and so he's hell bent on revenge by any means necessary because it's like i guess the implication is that it obviously destroyed his life and instead of trying to like rebuild or like obviously the gate corporation as well isn't like just reimbursing everyone because it's like you'd think there'd be like insurance for this or it's like oh we you know your money got intercepted, so like here's the payout because we have giant insurance claims. Like instead, they're just like you're shit out of luck, and like you get guys like Jonathan who are just like I'm going to kill everyone. Uh, yeah, I
0: mean, I mean, we we've all been frauded. I've had fraudulent credit card charges and stuff, and, and oh, thankfully I mean, RBC handles them oh, pretty God, easily. Yeah, I had so uh, yeah, I got,
1: yeah, I got yeah, I'm not with RBC, but uh, yeah, I had um, on 420 actually. Um, I got a call from my. Uh, for my bank being like yeah there's like some abnormal like abnormal charges on your card and i was like what was being charged and they're like yeah someone tried to put in like a five thousand dollar like uh spend on your card for like and i was like where and they were just like some pharmacy in Van- downtown vancouver i was like what the oh. fuck's going on and then they also tried to buy shoes in uh it's Some like boutique store in New York, and then also buy like a shirt from some place in France. I was like, oh, that's so bizarre. But they'd never seen it. Like, or the person at least I was talking to had never seen someone try to like make a purchase in the same town where like the card that, is that, from. That
2: was fun. Wow.
1: I guess maybe that's a new strategy for those kinds of people. Is that they go like, oh, if we can make it like seem like oh, it's a localized purchase, we can get away with one of the purchases. But it was mm-hmm. such a big purchase. Uh, that it was like, this is crazy. Like, it, like, obviously didn't go through because my limit's not that high, but it was just, like, the audacity.
0: <laughs> uh, I love the moment where um, Spike and Faye try to take away uh, Ed's chessboard, and she hisses. Yeah, that's funny. Just <laughs> I, again, uh, Ed, Ed is, like, you know, a wild child, and I... I Again, these animal qualities to her are so fucking fun. Yeah,
2: it was also nice to see the uh, the three old men again. Yeah, the three old men are back. I noticed that. It looks like they're still alive um, and kicking everywhere they go. Yeah, M- Malcolm, have you noticed the
0: three old men who uh, recur throughout the show? I have noticed. Started noticing them. I was I was
1: pleasantly surprised to see them because they they never really like interact much, but uh, like with like Spike and everyone. But I love the fact that they're just there. Like they're just around like they're like a yeah. uh, like a great course, they're just there, yeah,
3: exactly
2: it's the uh the uh bebop equivalent of the cabbage guy from um avatar
0: man the, the chess master is fucking f- funny, so the whole story is that he set up this elaborate plan um to to kick in the year during the first tech upgrade, but then he became senile and forgot about it. <laughs> Oh, oh, man, the chess master. Um, True. Yeah. And then jo- and then Jonathan, man, he goes crazy. So, like, the chess master's, like, hideout is just, like, filled with, like, hippies and people just getting high?
2: Yeah, it's like a weed farm, like an online or a space, space weed, right? Yeah. W- what is up with
0: that commune? Like, it's whatever it is. I was just kind of fascinated by it. And, you know, people are, like, floating there, too, because mm-hmm. it's, like, weightlessness. Yeah.
2: Um, I guess, well, it, we're we're still within the realm of possibility of that, because that's what, 50 years in the future? Yeah. Yeah, um, 50 years. I'm sure space weed is is not illegal. Yeah, yeah you'd and think it, it wouldn't be. But I
1: mean, yeah, I mean, in the next episode after this, I was disappointed to see that there's still like cars that are on the ground. <laughs> so like, even though there are flying cars. That's um, um, but I guess that makes sense. Like if even if like 50 years from now, you're going like, yeah, there's I, I don't expect uh, us to fully have moved away from, like, you know, regular cars. Technology. I don't think cars will – I don't think many cars will be powered by gas, but there'll definitely be some, and people will still want to be like, man, I got to ride my, like, 2010 Tesla 1 just because of the vintage quality. You know, the vibes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um, you know what's actually I thought was really interesting was I think they actually said the word hipster in this in this series. Okay which I thought was interesting because the original came out in 1998. So when I first watched this, I was watching in the original Japanese because they had the fan translations and everything like that. Uh, but on this iteration, I decided to watch it with, um, with dub because that was supposed to be the, the best version to watch the series on. And in fact, one of the few series I will ever recommend anyone watch uh, dub over sub. Um, and, and yeah, I thought that I, it just, the fact that hipster and sort of, I'm I'm gonna assume mid two thousands was still the word hipster being thrown out there was.
3: Well, I, I, I think
2: hipster.
0: I think hipster was. I, I this is just me going by a weird memory, but um, Michael Richards referred to the character of Kramer as a hipster doofus, and that was the '90s. So I think that word was still okay. in use. It was still in use. Maybe it meant something different, but yeah,
3: it was okay. in use. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah I,
0: I think that's a yeah I think it's a
1: like I think it's taken on a different meaning since then like again if if Kramer supposed to be a hipster in the 90s like then obviously hipsters today are different where it's like a hipster today has like a really beard and like always wears flannel and like has like you know square you know black glasses like that's how I kind of view a hipster they drink out of mason jars mm-hmm. uh, like You know, that sort of stuff. Whereas, like, that's not how you would describe... um, Yeah, like, Kramer or whatever. Like, who, I guess, in that time... A 90s hipster. Yeah, like, a 90s hipster seems like they would, you know... Maybe something we would call, like, more, like, geek chic now. Where it's like they're wearing a graphic t-shirt. But also Mm. they have, (laughs) like, you know, a button-up that's open under that. And they're wearing loose jeans. You know, so that sort of stuff. At least that's what I'm thinking. I don't remember the nineties very much. I was pretty young. So, um,
2: a little yeah. eccentric if you were, I mean, yeah, that's more a...
1: eccentric. It's like, yeah, like it's almost like they, you know, their life was a, you know, a doc, uh, doc Brown cosplay. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Crazy hair. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. There's probably someone who's like listening to this now being like, that's not what a nineties hipster was. You fucking idiots.
0: <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, when 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 jet uh basically confronts the ceo he convinces them to uh to let the chess master go and i do like how he says ed would be unhappy if she lost her favorite chess partner mm-hmm. uh and then meanwhile, jonathan just goes insane and he just he just ends up just living there in like the weird commune
2: i guess that brings up my question and if that takes away ed's ed's um favorite chess partner at the end of the series, he the chess master hex, or at the end of the episode, chess hex closes his eyes in in, in a somewhat ominous way, Not ominous, yeah. but in, in a, in a in sort of in a way, in a specific way. Do you think that's just him going back to bed, or do you think that's him being like, I've had my fill?
0: Well, well, there's a feather that drops next to the chess piece, so I think that means they
2: died. That's the imp, 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 imp the implication. The implication but they beat, do get to
0: beat the, the chess master does beat ed and I, lo- I love how ed is just devastated because ed's been doing this game for a week and yeah the yeah, look on, I on ed's were... face the
2: look on her face is just like just obsessive like it's very much this is what ed would look like if if they were awake for seven days straight
0: yeah okay it's it's a fun button to end the entire episode on uh let's let's move to to the final one we're going to discuss funny valentine and uh this is definitely one of my favorite episodes in the series. I love I love the Faye episodes. We we're gonna get another fey centric episode uh I believe next week. And it's also again well, then, well the in the next next episode. Batch. In the next batch, I mean. Um but now funny funny Valentine. Yeah, so we finally get the uh the backstory of Faye. Ooh. And uh as we've been implying uh throughout this podcast, uh turns out Faye is a lot older than she looks.
2: Sort, exactly. <laughs> sort so well she was. She was. She was.
0: Uh, I guess would
3: Faye be born? If,
2: so, so Faye so would was, be alive right now. Yeah, Faye oh, no, would be sorry. alive right now. No, actually, no. So Faye? according to this, according. Yeah. Well, so I did the I did the math on this. Yeah, they said it was 2074, and then her accident was, or sorry, her accident was in. So the year is 2074, uh, and I think. The year of her accident was 2068, and then they said that she's been... Oh, cryogenically... the, the awakening would be 2068. Right, right, sorry, yeah. The awakening would be 2068. Yeah. And then she's been frozen for 54 years. hmm So that would make her, the, the day of her accident, 2014.
3: Oh, so, so Faye is frozen right now.
2: So right now, she's cryogenically frozen. Because they do not have the technology to fix her, that's and these and that—that would
0: be 2014. You said, and Faye says she's 20 uh, when she wakes up. So, oh, so she was born in 1994. 94. Yeah. Oh shit! That's uh,
2: uh, isn't that your around your age? Uh,
0: my my sister was born in 94. So yeah, I was born in 91. Yeah.
3: So yeah, Faye's yeah, the same age as so my sister. age.
0: So
2: yeah,
1: right in that sweet spot. <laughs>
0: Yeah, shout,
3: just shout we should Daniel. have all
1: just got into so, a, or a coma in a, about four years ago.
0: Faye, Faye is a true millennial. Then Faye, yeah. Faye is our millennial protagonist in Cowboy Bebop. Um, so yeah, Faye, she was in this terrible accident. Uh, she was awakened by Doctor Bacchus. Bacchus, Bacchus, Bacchus. He like repeats his name. He he reminds me of like Doctor Hibbert uh,
3: <laughs> from yeah. the
0: Simpsons. I don't know. He's got some document qualities in terms of how you know we, we kind of learned that he's a bit incompetent too. So yeah, and it seems like he's conning her as well. So you know, he's he's got qualities yeah. of both. Maybe Watanabe. I mean, you know, this show came out in '98. The Simpsons yeah. was definitely on definitely. for like nine so, years. Ago.
1: Well, The Simpsons was like at its peak of in '98, right? Like that's yeah. where it's like, oh, this yeah. is like one of the best shows on television. So course, I'm gonna.
0: Say, it, I'm gonna say right now, this is a Simpsons reference. This is a Simpsons oh, okay. reference. Okay.
1: I like it. <laughs> All right. Ja, you heard it here first, Jack, you know. Da- 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 it's I <laughs> should add news, that to the breaking news. breaking news. Uh uh Jack declares that Bacchus is a Simpsons reference
0: to Dr. I'm, I'm going to get it into the Cowboy Bebop wiki just to make it official. I'm oh going to yeah. I'm going to edit it and yeah, do that. I <laughs> Um, um, while
2: you're while you're doing that, I have a few questions. So throughout the yeah. entire, again, this is more Faye related. Throughout the entire five episode stretch, did you notice there was? I mean, I guess this is probably to keep up with some of their fan base, but there were some gratuitous. Oh, one hundred percent fan fan service spots. You know, in
1: this episode alone, there's that uh, that ridiculous shot where Faye's like, waking up and it's like a can? point of I, view I, I, of her like yeah. on the bed. And it's just like mostly tits. And then it's yeah. just like you see Dr. Bacchus and like his assistant kind of standing over mm-hmm. her. And so you're just like, well, all right, I see what's happening here.
2: I see what's going And, the- you know, there's the other there's the other scenes from like. um uh the the toys in the attic episode where it's you know it's her in the her in the bathtub and they they do the they, they do a shot for all the the people with their uh only feats accounts <laughs> there. Yeah. And, you know um, and then the, the bronze goddess on the on the deck of the bebop when they're at uh uh what is it is it Ganymede? no before that anyway yes yeah, no,
0: the Ganymede episode, yeah, there's the one where she's just like putting on lotion and like yeah. uh Ed- Edward is asking her about it and stuff. Uh the the one the one that the one that's in my memory banks is um the Ballad of Fallen Angels episode where she's like wearing that black dress and then like her boobs are just bouncing throughout the gunfight.
3: <laughs>
0: it's like very prominent that. it's like very prominent breast physics uh on there. Animators mm-hmm. were clearly having a lot of fun.
2: Um <laughs> like we need to make our money somehow folks we we need people coming back we need we need to go in once every three episodes
0: but that's the funny thing because even in cowboy bebop the movie you actually never like you know you 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 never see see the whole package so the show actually does have some uh restraints Mm -hmm. uh because and especially with anime movies where they're like oh sweet we're a movie now we can we can do unrated stuff yeah, that that was it. Uh, and I think Watanabe, you know, he you know, he obviously likes to you know have his character designs be sexy, but I guess you know, he has his own kind of limits to that.
2: Tasteful, so tasteful. It's it's
0: 1998 in Japan, and there's plenty of shows like My Hero Academia that are way fucking worse in a lot of ways, and uh, feature uh, younger characters too. So
2: or interspecies reviewer.
0: Uh, I have not watched that one, although I know
3: of it.
2: Revenge of Healer. There's a, there's, uh, so just, just, just a, to, to, uh, aside, there's a, a weird fucking genre of anime cropping up now in modern, modern, like 2020s anime. Just want to, we can touch on that later. So go ahead yeah. and like, Leave a gap.
3: And maybe, maybe, maybe,
0: maybe we out? can even cover them at, cover okay. them at some point too, because, uh, as cringy as they are, they probably are worth covering. And I'm sure some of our listeners, uh, may even enjoy those shows mm. or at least watch them for reasons. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so so this whole backstory of Faye is that, uh, yeah, the year is 1968. Um, she was unfrozen. She doesn't remember anything. Uh, this one
2: guy named... Whitney. I got it. I got it. I got it. Whitney Haggis Matsumoto. Fantastic name. Yeah. Wait, wait <laughs> to throw in oh. a hag- Let's throw a Haggis in there just in the middle so that we can know, oh, he's, he's uh, not quite Japanese. Well, he's Japanese.
3: supposed to
1: be uh, Bacchus's uh, nephew.
2: Yeah, that as, you know what? Spoilered at the end of the episode. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that, it's just one of those things where you're like, what? <laughs> like that's such a weird. It's such a weird twist that's thrown in there.
2: It's
0: it's very 2070. You know, again, people. You know, mixed mixed race family. You mixed know, so family. yeah,
1: I mean, that's true. Like, I think you know, we always hear the narrative of you know, uh, black uh, kids being adopted into white families. Let's have some more white kids be adopted by black families. I think that's, right. oh, um, you know, he, he could be, he, he, let's do more of that. More. He I'm, could I'm, be, he you could, heard it here first. I'm saying
2: more of that. Even,
0: <laughs> well, even like Wentworth, uh, Wentworth Miller is like half black, although he looks white, you know, like that's just, you know, sometimes it's just how it works.
1: I guess. I guess it's because, uh, yeah, his. I think it's because his name is um, Whitney Haggis Whitney, uh, Matsumoto, August. and it's Bacchus, uh, just Bacchus for, for his uncle. So you're just like, all right, you know, who knows
0: how this all happened? I, but I, we're we're trying to figure out. I guess Bacchus would then, because because Matsumoto would imply that Whitney's, uh, it would be his father who would be a, the Matsumoto. So therefore Bacchus maybe uh comes from the mother's side. Is this, is his uncle on his mother's side?
1: Possibly. It could be ba- he could be Bacchus Haggis, uh for all we know. And uh
0: then, we're, we're gonna like I have mean, to come up with a be, diagram for the for yeah, the Whitney So listen, Bacchus.
1: Uh, yeah, let's I'm gonna pull up the um you know the Ancestry. <laughs> yeah, the ancestry.com. You pull up the PowerPoint, we're gonna get into this. I also found out that like according to the uh the wiki page for uh, Cowboy Beat Bob, that Whitney's supposed to be 28. I was like, that surprised oh. me. I kind of always just expected Whitney to be like, he kind of came off as a guy in his like late 30s, early 40s. And that's like, I kind of felt he was taking advantage of Faye. I mean, obviously oh. he was, but it was okay. like, I
3: mean,
1: felt yeah. uh, pretty,
2: um, Letch it just felt, off. yeah,
1: pretty, uh, <laughs> egregious. Like when they were like, kind of falling in love a bit. Hey, man, mm.
2: sometime, sometimes, sometimes. You know, older Oh yeah. he has I an older gentleman. Th- I'm
3: not
1: I'm not slamming that. I'm slamming more the fact that she comes out of a fifty-four year <laughs> yes. plus uh chirogenically frozen session, and then he's the first guy who's there. And then like obviously there's that scam about like the debt where it's like you owe us three hundred million uh Wulongs or whatever, which is like now I don't even understand how much a wulong is worth. I'm yeah. just like 300 million <laughs> like that's crazy. That's,
2: so let's, let's absolutely... actually speak on that. Like just in terms of the plot, like let's say this is some random um random person like how fucked up is that? Hey, this person is is cryogenically frozen. Um you know, their life is on the line. Let's fucking unfreeze them and then saddle them with some fucking debt.
1: Yeah. Let's get What's them up? into the into the ca- the machine, let's get them into the capitalist machine. Well, Although I'm just reading in the the, the the wiki right now. So apparently if the wulong is assumed to be uh equal to the 1998 Japanese yen, the, then the conversion may be pre- performed easily for wulong. It sh- can be assumed that one wulong is worth about 1 cent uh of like US American. cent. Okay. Uh, or a half a pence, or a little less than uh, you know, less than a cent, or per pound.
3: So it's three million dollars.
1: So yeah, I guess it would still be three million dollars. Yeah. Uh, not yeah, three hundred wulong is yeah three million. Still a oh. egregious. You'd think that like she'd come from like a very wealthy family who would have like paid for that long ago, and maybe there's like you know some sort of trust that's just like, kind of paying for the maintenance. Yeah,
2: because you you don't get cryogenically frozen for free.
1: Yeah, no, like, this is clearly, like, she's got to come from something. But, I mean, I don't know. I know, Jack, you're teasing another uh, Faye episode. And, obviously, part of this episode is, like, we don't really know Faye's backstory. Like, there's this whole story about, like, how, like, they lost her, like, information. And so she's sort of been this Jane Doe for years Mm -hmm. that they kind of just have. And then, yeah, obviously one day for whatever reason, they're like, well, let's wake her up. I don't know if they needed to make space for someone new, but they're like, ah, it's time to get uh, her up. And then apparently Faye was, was it Bacchus who named Faye Faye? Uh, I know like the Valentine, he he came up with Valentine because of the song, but I wasn't
0: sure how the name Faye emerged. Yeah, it came from Bacchus. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, so, so Faye, when she wakes up after the whole Bacchus thing, uh, she meets Whitney. Whitney asks her uh, to identify all these objects. Uh, she gets them wrong because, you know, she tells her what the year is. <laughs> and then Whitney, Whitney falls in love with her. They have this meet cute of, you know, him showing her the new world. It's, you know, it's very romantic until it's not. Uh because
2: sad. <laughs> like, in the end, it was like, it was sad.
0: But Whitney is a fucking dork. Whitney
3: <laughs> Whitney, is
2: a Whitney. Fuck. And yeah he fuck really too. is
0: they're they're both not good people uh what they did do is they hardened Faye's heart pretty quickly because yeah mm-hmm. uh Whitney um supposedly dies after being pursued, and then um he he names Faye his heir and then they uh Bacchus gets uh Faye to like put her fingerprint onto this thing uh to take <laughs> what she'll inherit and what she does is inherits uh his
2: debt. So yeah, real real piece of shit move there. I mean yeah, let's call back to to uh to the uh Toys in the Attic episode, man. Like her lesson, survival of the fittest is the law of nature. We deceive or deceive, thus we flourish or perish. Nothing good I mean, happened if... to me when I trusted others. That is the lesson. And if yeah. that's the
0: first friend or uh, romantic interest you ever met since being unfrozen and losing your memory, you you would probably learn that lesson too. Yeah. It's like also, how me- sad
1: is that that you like once you get frozen that you just like lose your memory along the way?
2: Yeah.
1: But yeah, no. She's obviously in that lesson from Toys in the Attic, obviously referencing uh, Whitney and um, yeah. and Bacchus here. Probably more Whitney than anyone else. Mm-hmm. She she's clearly mm-hmm. like still got, you know, some. In- I don't know if infatuation is, but she's clearly gotten mm. some feelings for Whitney. So mm-hmm. like when he shows up again, uh, although I didn't expect him to be so fat, that mm. uh, uh, was kind of funny. Um, you know, you could t- clearly tell she was like, I've got unfinished business here.
0: I, I also love after phase, like uh, telling the story, uh, spike comes out of the bathroom and just tells her it needs editing. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: I, I love that. That was also like an actual story she was telling to, was it jet or ed that she was telling the story too? I she was
0: turning to, like, Ayn, yeah.
1: Oh, Ayn. Ayn, yeah, of course, Because Ayn, cause Cause Ayn, Ayn took a
3: shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ayn's the, the only one who that. can't,
1: like, fight back. I do like that as kind of a re- uh, reoccurring gag in this show, is that, like, she'll just, like, sort of, like, yell at or, like, rant to Ayn, and, like, Ayn will just kind of stand there. Like, there's, like, in the previous episode we were talking about how there's, like, a scene where she steals Ayn's uh, food <laughs> and is basically like uh, like fuck you, Ayn. Like I'm I'm eating this. You're a dog, we're in your keep here. Uh, and I'm just like there. And so I don't know. It's it's kind of this recurring thing where she's using Ayn as sort of like I guess a therapist on some level.
2: Like a sounding board for Sarah.
0: So yeah, we we get um the return of Whitney, although he's fat because he had a, a fat transplant. <laughs> uh, I guess it's just part of part of his uh, whole surgery and you know, him Trying to um, trying to get more marks. It's such it's the, the reveal of Whitney being fat it, again for one thing. It just makes him look like an even bigger buffoon because you're like, wait, she fell in love with this guy,
2: right? I that, that, that's true. It also puts a little a little slight on Faith on Faith. Yeah, for like you fell, for the exact same reason. You fell in love with this guy.
0: Yeah, he, and he's a dork. He's just a dude who's uh, turning turning people into marks and then fucking off. Uh, but the police wanna wanna grab him. Uh, and rightfully so because he sucks.
2: Because he is definitely a piece of shit. Even what he does like his final yeah. scene, right? Where he where he goes threatening me like tells her, hey, you know, after all that I really did, love you. And and then he goes, just kidding, my bad. I'm, I was just playing around again. I, I think he actually did
3: mean it. Yeah, I think he yeah. meant
2: it. Yeah. That,
0: yeah, the way he the way it's played is yeah, he, he says it in like a romantic way and then he realizes that she doesn't buy it or she's like still hates him and he's like, Oh okay, I'm gonna save face, I'm just
2: lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean maybe she for a second, there's definitely for a second where she's like, Huh. And then he goes, No, 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 no. Can't, I can't do this and, to you again.
0: And then on top of it, uh, we find out the bounty was barely worth anything. Uh so Faye only got uh like 19,000 Wulongs. And then, yeah, uh, Chet confesses that he actually added a zero to that total.
1: Well, she he she deserved it. She's had a long day of like reflecting and like her past kind of catching up to her, and she still was like being duped by these three. Because there's also like Bacchus's assistant, who is just called Manly. That's what I found out. I didn't realize that was uh, that was her name. But yeah, that's her name. Uh, but I also liked that. Uh, yeah, when there's the the police and that he's uh was it Bacchus has stolen the police vehicle to try to get I guess it's to coax Faye back right because they're like again it's part of that scam which is so dirty like that kind of like creeped me out a bit of just like how dirty the scam was about like tricking her into thinking she has this debt and then also like with you know um Whitney being Bacchus's nephew but also this love interest he was constantly lying to her and I do like that they're like, is this a lie? And like when he actually kind of confesses a little bit of feelings and then when uh, Faye doesn't respond, when he's just like, no, that was a lie too. <laughs> like it was just like, it's another lie. But um, yeah, like it's, I don't know, that scene was kind of wild. Just like the, uh, the actual other police are like, you've been surrounded. You're in the stolen space, police car,
3: yeah.
0: whatever. Well also, um, there's the other reveal too, where Bacchus reveals that um Faye's records were destroyed because of the Astral Gate incident. So yeah, mm-hmm. she she's got no way of knowing her past now.
2: And that's that was probably why they they chose her as as their mark, because she there's no way to prove who she is. And they're like, Okay, let's just let's just saddle this debt onto some poor sm- uh poor schmuck who, who has no idea what's going on
3: you know she
0: wouldn't be able to you know find family to help her out or tell her what the deal was
2: yeah i mean it's the
1: only yeah it's she's one of the ones where it's like she's young enough that they can you know try to make her naive to the fact that there's a scam you know uh she's also yeah like you said there's like all the you know the records are gone, so she is like a ghost person so it's like she's not liable to anyone because i'm sure like I mean, I don't know, obviously, more about her past this episode, but I'm sure that she's probably come from some affluential family that's probably still affluential. But, like, obviously, because time has moved on from them, there isn't anyone truly checking in on her. Like, she, her probably her sisters or brothers or stuff, who may be alive still, maybe are either, like, dead or, like, they're kind of like the chess master, right? Who is just, like, they're senile, they're old. They're maybe saying, like, my sister's in the... You know, is like has been frozen. We've got to check on the sister. And they're just like, all right, old man, like just quiet down. Like, no one probably re- really remembers who she is. Or maybe like, yet her whole family could be dead. Like, in term, and she's the last of that
0: family. So it's kind of sad. It's really sad when I say it alone. <laughs> Final thoughts on this episode, or are we, we ready to move into our next segment?
2: Um, whatever. Yeah. So this sort of like spurns her origin story, right? Because that, Everything I know from, from Faye is that she just needs money, 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 money. And I'm assuming that's because of the, her quote-unquote debt that she has to pay off, right? Because that's always, that's always something that she talks about, is that, you know, I have so much money that I owe it to different people and everything like that. Um, and it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks it's not even her fault. She didn't need to be that person.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like, you know, she, she ripped off people or got involved with some loan shark or something. No, she just got, you know, she got woken up by some, uh you know grifters and got fucked over
1: yeah like the i think these are the people she's you know always alluding to owing money to like i don't think she is someone who like owes a lot of money to a lot of people i think it's just this is the group and so it's kind of interesting that this story sort of closed this chapter's closed in terms of like i guess she doesn't i think it's implied that she doesn't really have the debt anymore because they hauled whitney off the jail uh, but obviously bacchus is you know kind of out there i think he escapes but it's hard to tell i mean i assume he doesn't because he was surrounded by cops but
0: he could talk he could talk he could talk probably talk his way out of it um cool yeah again i i like Faye episodes there's another Faye episode coming up um that i'm really excited for yeah let's let's get into it who is the speed wagon of this batch um cue the music Speedwagon.
1: Speedwagon. 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 Speedwagon.
0: Speedwagon. 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is
1: Robert E.O. Speedwagon.
0: So for those just joining, in, the Speedwagon is our favorite supporting character. I usually go first, but I'm actually still chewing on it. Is anyone ready for us to say their Speedwagon?
2: I think of this batch... It has to be Gren, right? Like, he was such a, I mean, not only he a p- pivotal plot point and everything like that, but, um, progressive in, 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 in their nature and everything like that. And, gen- and generally a super badass too. That, i not, there's nothing more that you could hope for, uh, for a supporting cast character. I legitimately kind of wished that Gren would somehow survive and that he would show up again or they'd show up again and, um, cause some general havoc, you know? Um But yeah. What's not to love? Musician, super badass, nice set of knockers. Exactly.
0: <laughs> um Probably reason enough to, to give Grand the speed wagon. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how they adapt that character again. Like there, there's going to be interesting things they can do with them. Maybe maybe they even make a, give them a more positive fate because, um, you know, the thing about adaptation is, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing with it as long as you just do it in an interesting way, I feel. And that's almost what makes me like positive on the idea of a live action cowboy bebop show, because I'm just like, you know, the original exists. And if this this new iteration diverges from it, but still keeps the spirit, that just means uh, there's more new bebop content for me.
1: Yeah, I assume it's going to open up like a more new world of people if it's done right. Like if it's not like this absolute disaster of a show where you're just like, oh, my God, everything that could have gone wrong did go wrong. But then also, if even if that was the case, I'm sure people would be interested in like, okay, what's going on with it? Like I have a feeling that like just before the live action show drops that Netflix will probably quietly add the animated show to to its cool. roster of shows.
0: As of this moment,
1: it's just the movie so far. Yeah. yeah,
2: I tried. I tried to look it up there to to try to catch up on there, but I couldn't find anything there.
1: So um, it's yeah. So I I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case because you'd think they would want like to get keep people on Netflix. That's all they're doing. They're all. They, I mean, they just spent so much money on Seinfeld. Ugh. um. But yeah, I I would say as well. Like for my speedwagon, I'm. I'm of the yeah I'm like, I'm kind of of the same uh, opinion there well, hasn't in this batch of episodes there isn't like a more um interesting like one-off character like I was kind of tempted to say uh Punch and Judy from Big Shot just because I don't think I've named them as <laughs> uh named them as uh, speed wagons but like because like there's been more interesting one-off characters but yeah, I mean, grin is grin is there. So you know what? Actually, f- fuck it. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna say grin. I feel like you two made really good points. I have nothing more to add. Uh, just because this episode was low on those like one offs. I'm gonna to do it. I think I I deserve for one episode. Yeah, Punch and Judy from Big Shot. They're they're great. I fucking love them. This is a great gag in the whole show. I've really enjoyed them since the first time they were there. Uh, it's absurd, the show, in terms of just, like, it's, like, treated as almost like a kid's show, but it's, like, they're also talking to you, like, as if, like, you know, things are happening in real time. They're like, howdy, partner. Like, I was like, who is this show for? Like, the show is, like, is just out there, uh, and I love it as just, like, this segment. So um, I'm interested to see where uh, they go from here, but at least right now in this batch, uh, if it's not Gren, then it's Punch and Judy.
0: Man, I want to know who they cast as Punch and Judy in uh in that's the Netflix version. Punch be- and Judy too. are important. I wonder what yeah. the what would be the modern version of Punch and Judy is like. Would they like be weird YouTubers now or something? I, don't know. I think I think they could do interesting things.
1: Yeah, they'd probably be like Twitch people. Like they'd be like some sort of yeah. like some sort of YouTube channel that's you know like a couple that does it.
2: They would be the equivalent of um, the hacking group in uh, Hackers, the movie. Uh, hack the hack is it the hack the planet guys? No, it's the one. It's the like the two Japanese guys who are who are like who are like sort of pseudo internet celebrities at the time of that movie. Again, deep callback and deep cut, but that that's who I would think they would be the equivalent to.
1: Yeah, I'm curious who they they'll probably like cast like two like stand up comedians for this. Like, I feel like that's where they're like gonna head in that direction because you can just have them in like in a green screen in LA being like, hey guys, like. You know, the the bounty's here. Like, I think that would be kind of fun. So, I don't know. There's They haven't announced who Punch and Judy are being played by. So, uh, hopefully, it, that's a fun cameo where you're just like, huh, I didn't expect so-and-so to be
2: there. I I definitely hope they don't cut them out. Like, they, they don't cut them out entirely. I do hope we see them at least once.
0: Yeah, me too. I would hope more than once. But yeah. we'll, we'll see how they adapt well, it. I will um, say that,
1: like, in... um. WandaVision when they were doing like those commercials like in the sh- in that show like that was a gag that I think a lot of people really enjoyed and obviously this is kind of in a you know Punch and Judy are kind of in a similar vein where it was always the same actors in those commercials like if you if you remember like what I don't I don't know if you watched it but yeah it was always the same actors but obviously the commercials changed as like you know the show aged to like modern times but it's like yeah it's kind of the same deal where I feel like it's a great gag i'd keep it in i think it'd be they'd be remiss if they dropped it so it's probably like they're most likely like not doing the famous stand-up things they're probably going to be like two sort of unknown actors who are coming in to do it but either way it should be hopefully they're there but yeah they're fun i wanted to bring it in because i don't know if i'll have a chance to in future episodes
0: oh you'll listen listen i'll tell you this right now I've got a speed. I, I've got a speed wagon, uh That's I. Uh, I don't, don't want to give too much of a hint, but uh, punching Judy fans, you'll be happy in uh, in in our bebop week five. So Ooh.
3: yeah, there's
0: there's there there's yeah there's a moment I still think about. Uh, I I can't say anything
3: more. Right. Right.
0: Even though I want to. Um. Anyways. Um. Final thoughts on this batch of episodes, friends.
2: Uh I did have one runner up for Speedwagon and that was Oh, go for it. It was Lisa. When I saw so when I first uh when I first started watching the series I was like okay, speed like I I wrote in my notes that Lisa could be a possible Speedwagon just cuz it was nice um I mean, it was just nice to see uh a different uh character and uh someone who was um branching out on their own, you know, and and tried to make it for themselves. Um something Sort of less traditional on the on the speedwagon scales, but uh, you know the two parter came along and then it was instantly like get out of here because it's going to be great. So and after that there wasn't there wasn't really anyone else aside from like the uh, the slime.
0: Fuck the slime! I should have picked the slime.
3: God damn it.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh- Slime and is totally let's a go let's
0: go back. Let's go back to that point. No, no, I mean, Gr- grin's awesome. Slime's a strong runner-up, I would say. I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. You're always picking the slime, Jack. You're always picking the, the
1: goddamn slime. God, yeah. You slime
0: apologist. <laughs> Final thoughts on this batch. I mean, I'll definitely say this: it, it, it's a batch that started off strong because, uh, yeah, "Toys in the Attic" is just a fucking awesome episode. I think I would put that probably in my top five Bebop episodes in general. That's a strong one, maybe you know as as we'll go along in the show, I know uh toys in the Act was fantastic, obviously, we had the two parter, which again was just a nice change of pace because we never had a two parter. We got the chess master, which just had some great ed moments, and then yeah, we get some face stuff, so strong batch of episodes, you know he, good variety in genre. Bebop is a good show folks,
2: yeah, definitely, um speaking to which uh just the other week, I was driving on the street. And I saw a high school kid couldn't be more than like 14, 15 years old, rocking a cowboy bebop shirt. Nice! Yeah, so that's how I knew. Like, and then you had approached me the week before and asked me to join. I was like, Yeah, I'm gung Ho, let's do it. And it's nice to see that like this is one of those animes that will kind of be standing the test of time. So, like, to see that. Some kid, um, possibly a weeb, but, um, to see that they're rocking the, the cowboy bebop gear is nice because cowboy bebop has always been one of my favorite, uh, animes of all time. And I think it's a great one that, um, shows what, uh, what anime can be in, in the, uh, in the art of storytelling. Because it, from start to end, I think it's a really good solid series. Yeah. I completely agree with you there.
0: Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree, too. Like, I mean, this... Yeah, the, this was a much better uh, batch of episodes than the uh, last week where we covered this. Uh, just because, I don't know, like... I mean, Twins in the Attic is a, like just a really great standalone episode. It's super tense. It's very funny. Obviously, Jupiter Jazz is a, is a really interesting two-parter. Um, yeah, they, I mean, the Grand Chess Master episode kind of legs a little bit like it's not like the it's not like a highlight of the batch site it's probably the low light but it's still like got a really good ending like i mean i love that idea that like he was so smart and he was so bitter that like he obviously went off to this junk colony and like basically just like went mad and then senile but that because he like put in this plan that was like 50 years in the future like it was still tied to him because he was alive but like you know he's only playing chess now because like again he's this old man there's like some really interesting ideas there, and then obviously the Faye Santa episode, really another high point. Like it's a good like you know bookend to like uh, you know what was you know a really solid batch of episodes. So yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I can see why I'm starting to see why people are like Cowboy Bebop's an all time classic because I like like I said I before this podcast I'd never watched any anime, had no interest in it in it, but like Cowboy Bebop was one of the sh- few shows. Where every time I heard people talk about it, they've only ever praised it. I've never heard anyone go like, yeah, it's a little overrated. Like, this is not the case. Like, I feel like people are always just like, if you're going to watch any of it, like, you should at least watch this show. So it's good to cover it. And like, like you said, like, it, it's, yeah, this is a good batch. I'm kind of interested to see the next, you know, batch that we do in two weeks.
0: Yeah, so I, I guess that brings us to it. Um, for our For our next episode, it will not be Bebop because we alternate. We're going to do the Ana Matrix, which is also our fiftieth episode, which is fucked up. I can't believe we're we've we've recorded fifty of these. Uh, but yeah, we're doing the Ana Matrix uh, because by the you know the, by the time this episode airs, it'll it'll be time to see the Matrix Resurrections, which uh, I'm so fucking hyped for. No, I want to fast forward to to to, you know December twenty second right now. Mm -hmm. I'm so hyped. I just watched. I just finally watched Matrix Revolutions. Uh, Not a great movie. I'll talk more about it. You've just watched the Revolutions. Well, yeah, I only watched the first two uh i'll talk more about those on on the podcast i watched the first two and then i i I watched a flash parody of revolutions that explained the plot i'm like okay i'm good (laughs) flash parody that's how you know it's that that this was like in 2003 uh mark you're you're more plugged into stuff than malcolm um Mm -hmm. when it comes to maybe internet culture uh do you remember like Legendary Frog?
2: Not Legendary Frog, but I, I am I, I am I am familiar with Newgrounds. I am familiar with Newgrounds and everything like that.
0: I basically I basically um the Matrix Revolutions, there were so many parodies because it was Matrix hype around that time. There were so many borderline they weren't even parodies, they were pretty much just plot summaries of people animating scenes from revolutions on Newgrounds. So I, I consumed it through that. Uh and dude, the movie, you know, I'll talk more about my thoughts on the movie. I, I I told Malcolm I wanted to be one of those weird people who thought who would say "revolutions" is uh, an A plus, and uh, <laughs> it's it's not. Um, Reloaded is fucking Reloaded is fucking fun, though. I'll say that Reloaded is a fun fucking movie.
2: That's the one with the rave, right?
0: Yeah the the Zion rave and Morpheus um cuts a truck or cuts a car in half with a katana, and uh, Neo fights all the uh, the million Smiths. It's it's a fun movie.
1: Revolution is the one with the architect, right?
0: No, Reloaded has the architect.
1: Because uh, yeah, all I remember from like back in the day was like Will Ferrell doing like at the MTV Movie Awards his version of the architect, and I just remember it being funny. But I also like I could rewatch that and be like, what the fuck? Why was why was I why did I find it so funny? And then remember that like, oh, I was a child. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, we're covering the the Animatrix. We're going to cover the entire thing because it's only like. A hundred minutes long, so we'll cover all those shorts. We'll talk about the Matrix movies, the sequels. Um,
2: Will you also go into the uh, the Animatrix addendum, which was also a comic? I guess
0: we'll uh, have to find that now that you've brought it up. All right. Well, I you'll you'll do it for the history
1: segment because I probably won't read it. At time. <laughs> no,
0: we'll, we'll, we're going to talk about the anima- We'll talk about the animation stuff.
1: All right. Anyways, we're going to move on to the plugs. Uh, Mark, uh, where can people find you?
2: Um, you can find me on Instagram and. At M M B L A N C A F L O R. That's where my all my main stuff is. Uh, I've also got a uh, hobby account for my current uh, obsession, which is trading cards. So, I'm also on there on Instagram at uh, Full Fledged Footy Fan. That's uh, Full Fledged Footy with a Y Fan, all one word. And uh, yeah, that's where I'm at.
1: All right, perfect. Uh yeah, that'll all be in the show notes uh for those uh interested. Jack, where can people find you?
0: Check me out on Instagram at uh Jack is Jack and only Real Jack M on Twitter. All
1: right. And uh yeah, you can find me at Malcolm RJ mcleod both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh note the Twitter account has not been active in years, uh, but it's the same. So you can you can uh give me a follow there or uh, you can f- see that my stories, I rarely post on my main feed for Instagram, but I'm always posting some sort of story. So, uh, th- so there's that. And yeah, if you want to, uh, follow the podcast, uh, we're on Instagram at is this anime pod, uh, same handle for Twitter. Um, yeah. If you, uh, enjoyed what, listening to this episode, uh, please, if you're listening to this on Apple, uh, give this five stars, uh, give us a review reviews, uh, and stars really help a small podcast like us, uh, out tremendously and it's always great to hear from people so please uh, don't be afraid if you enjoyed yourself give this some stars uh, leave a review uh, it'll help with the algorithm uh, it'll help boost everything so and yeah share this with your friends if you enjoyed it this is a podcast for anime people and non-anime people as we say uh, anyways uh, I think that uh, about wraps it up uh, And uh, and remember slime is trash and we'll always be trash
3: later,
1: later
0: power buttons